Today happens to be Tuesday, November 14th, 2023. I've just received news in the last hour that my youngest brother, Cameron, and his wife, Lourdes, are expecting their first child, and the water broke today. So the baby is coming forth, and we just lift him up right now, Father God. We ask that you loose your angels in there with him. Bring the baby out healthy and whole, no defect. And God, we just plead the blood of Jesus over thee. Delivery today, let it go smooth. We bless that baby. It's ahead and not the tail. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, amen. So we're going to welcome a new member to the clan today. So congratulations to Cameron and Lourdes. Praise the Lord. And um, on to other news. Well, and by the way, let me say this before I get off the subject of babies. Um, November has turned out to be a big month in my family. So their baby is going to be born today. November 14th, and then, of course, November 19th is my brother Damon, his birthday. We're about two years apart. November 21st is going to be Jemima's birthday. She'll be two years old. And then Papa, that's me, my birthday's the day after on November 22nd. And where does Thanksgiving fall this year? Ah, thank God, it's not this year. About every seven years, Thanksgiving falls. And so, um, stand by a second. Let me see. I have an email, I think. Oh, yeah. Okay, got it. Let's check that out there. Um, So, thank God it's not this year. I don't like my birthday on Thanksgiving. I don't want to share it with a turkey. So, praise the Lord. We're going to have a... I just told Mama Narita, I said, look, we'll just have whole week of birthdays if the family's all together. She said, don't you want to share your birthday with Jemima? I said, no ma'am. And I don't want Jemima to have to share her birthday with me. She can have her birthday. And then we'll have another birthday party the day after. We've just got to get two cakes. So, uh, praise God. You know, growing up, I always had to share my brother. So my birthday, my brother's birthday was three days early. You know, so my brother Damon had his birthday on the 19th and then 
they would uh, my family would typically combine our birthday cake and you know it's not my birthday it's three days later and we're celebrating early just didn't feel right and then make it worse sometimes it would fall on my birthday would fall on Thanksgiving and you know everybody's celebrating Thanksgiving what happened to my birthday so I got to the point I just started buying my own cake and I said to heck with it I'll just celebrate my birthday for a few days how about you you want to share your birthday with Christmas or New Year's or I know people who do that I knew, knew a person's birthday was on January 1st that kind of sucked so at any rate yeah, you only get it one time a year so embrace it but uh, anyway okay moving on well I tell you something um, things are moving forward I've mentioned that we wanted to undertake many projects and you know I've always got ideas flying around my head it's just a matter of timing and when we're going to pull the trigger and over the years, we talked about doing a magazine. We did it. We did a professional 11-issue magazine. Check that one off. Uh, we've done the TV program. We went 13 weeks on the Word Network. Learned all about uh, TV editing and production. and That was a ride. And we hope to do that one again, actually. Just a warm-up for, I think, more in the future. Now, something that I've been mentioning I was going to do, um, which is put together a book slash booklet. We'll see how big it is. It might be a booklet. I'm undertaking that in the month of December. So I'm hoping to write the um, first of six books. Got the six ideas so far in December and have it ready by the end of the year uh, on breaking generational curses so I'm excited about that that's that's moving ahead if I can get the first one done I think the other ones will get done some others out there need to write some books Maria are you listening I think that word earlier today was for Maria myself maybe some others out there there's some books to write let's get her done uh, so that's that's in process I'm in research mode right now and um, started that a few days ago that's moving now on to um, bigger things okay I pulled the trigger as I mentioned yesterday I finally found it it's taken me about a year at least nine months uh, I have secured a offshore server this one is in Asia it's outside uh, jurisdiction of the EU and the USA where who knows where their censorship practices may go and I needed to get it uh, in a safe place so that if the gauntlet comes down on podcasting we still have a way for you to get the programs and so um, we've got the server set up it's ready and now I begin the, the process of uh, build, building it out the specs and uh, the way we want to go software wise and specifically what I'm going to use it for right now is what we're calling the Omega Man Vault. I've got the domain. It'll be working in a few days, omegamanvault.com. And um, the question I've been pondering for some time is, what do we do with this back catalog of over 10,000 episodes and growing daily? Well, 
I mentioned yesterday the idea I had, which is all new shows that we're doing, we're in season 13 right now, our 13th year, they're getting uploaded daily. And anybody out there who wants to can come by, of course, and listen to any live program. Uh, and if you want to get the podcast, if you're not able to tune in live, you can, you can get all the current programs that we're doing, season 13 going forward, over at omegaman.podbean.com. You can do that right now. All you need to do is just go over and sign up and subscribe to the show. It's free. Get the app, and you can get it there or about nine other platforms if you prefer another podcasting platform, all the big ones. And uh, in addition to all new shows, uh, what I'm doing, and I'll be doing this again today, I'm uploading two remastered episodes. We start episode one going forward of the Reloaded, which is what I'm calling anything, you know, the past from like season one through season 12. Past 12 years. Over 10,000 shows. And just in the first 12 years. Uh, We're releasing two of those a day. For free to anybody who wants to listen to them. So if you're patient and um, you just want to listen to the program for free, you do not want to support the program, as some do not, you can still access everything we're doing current and get uh, two of the reloaded shows a day. You don't have to spend a dime. Of course, I encourage people to support this work if you're being blessed because that keeps us keeps us going. And I want to thank those that do. And as a way of saying thank you to anybody who uh, will come on board be a regular supporter, could be at any level, $5 or more, um, not only are you partnering with me for souls and you're getting eternal credit on your book in heaven, co-laboring in Christ with this program. But you're going to get free access to the Omega Man Vault. It is for supporters only. And what that is going to give you is uh, advanced access to the back catalog. Um, I'm just going to begin here in a few days just to upload the whole thing. And what I'll begin to do is anyone who uh, is supporting this program... You'll be getting an email from me, and I'll be giving you uh, a special password and link to go to, and you can uh, dig into the back catalog. You don't have to wait. Uh, wait for the whole catalog to be released, two per, per day. That's going to take about 12 years. But that's a perk for supporting the, the, the mission of Omega Man Radio. And as a way of saying thank you to those that do, you've got access to the Omega Man Vault for free. I'm not going to charge any subscription. It's just a, uh, a free uh, thing to anybody who will uh, support this program. So there we are. More details on that. But I had been talking about it now. It's becoming a reality. I've got the server. It's going to cost me money to do it. But uh, it's well worth the investment because um, we can have a place online in the, for the archive as a backup. And um, I can make that available to you. Okay, more details on that in the days to follow. So that's moving forward. Uh, the other thing I wanted, I've been mentioning I wanted to do is on my bucket list is um, I'm going to take the King James Bible, which is produced by Cambridge University Press. They are the official printers of the King James Bible by the 
crown of England and they have been tasked with producing the standard text for several hundred years so the uh, the King James Bible that I read and many of you read is going to be um, the uh, the Cambridge edition the standard text now there are other American publishers and international publishers who've come out with versions that are almost the same but they may have like notes in the column and concordances and maps and commentary but if you want just the the, the pure Cambridge standard text with all, without all that um, there's there's no better version than the Cambridge Bible and uh, the typeface was updated some of the misspellings fixed that were in the original 1611 and um, you've got the uh, the version that we read it's the 1769 so that's been in you know intact uh, shoot for many years and you don't have to worry about it being changed if you stick with the standard text said all that to say this I wanted to take that Bible and one point of contention I have with the greatest English translation of all time ever created the King James was their use of capital L-O-R-D as a placeholder for the name of God the Father now we no longer have to be in the dark as to what God the Father's name is in fact the King James got it right in three places they put in Jehovah in English we have a J in the alphabet in Hebrew you don't have a J so that's still correct for English translation but what I'm going to do um, we've got thousands of Hebrew manuscripts that were discovered by Dr. Nehemia Gordon and his team over the last many years and um, they have found them in such uh, Hebrew codexes as the Aleppo Codex, the Leningrad Codex, uh, and many others. They've got thousands of manuscripts and original codexes where the name of God was intact. And with the Masoretic Hebrew, which so you got the uh, pointers so you know what the vowels are, in written Hebrew, standard, you would not have vowels, you would have consonants, and that's only because um, when people speak it, they know how to spell it and pronounce it. But when you would commit it to text, originally it was uh, being put in uh, with just the consonants. So when the Masoretic Hebrew text came along, like the Aleppo and the Leningrad Codex, the scribes to ensure that people who were not native Hebrew speakers or that were learning Hebrew uh, would know exactly how to spell and pronounce it they begin to put in the the pointers and uh, so we know beyond a shadow of a doubt the correct name for God the Father how to spell it how to pronounce it Yehovah and the only difference with what the King James got in those three instances is so the J, it's a Y. Okay, and there is no Yahweh. In fact, there is no W in Hebrew. Uh, and Dr. Hemi Gordon goes into all that for those that 
uh, have thought it was Yahweh. No, there is no Yahweh in the Hebrew text. It's Yehovah. Always has been. That's God's name. And uh, the meaning of the name is, is essentially I am, I was, I will be. You know, in the English, we've got Moses went up and said, you know, who do I say sent me? Tell him I am sent you. I am that I am. Well, the actual Hebrew, Yehovah, incorporates the fact that God was, He is, and He shall be. So, uh, God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. We know precisely how to spell it, how to pronounce it, and we've got thousands of Hebrew manuscripts. They're the authority, anyway, on the original Hebrew. So, the 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 bone that I have to pick with the greatest English translation of the Bible ever created, the King James. The seventh to come along of uh, previous versions, God purifies His Word seven times, is how Covenant used to teach us. And the Word says, is that they use capital L-O-R-D instead of Yahovah. So, it's going to be a painstaking and slow process, but I hope to get it done inside a year. And I'm going to go in and I was able to secure in the last 24 hours the Cambridge Standard Edition of the King James in a Word document. I've got it in PDF too. You can actually get it over at BibleProtector.com if you want your own copy, by the way. And uh, we're going to take that because the work's done transcribing it, exact copy, into Word and we're going to take that, reformat it, and I'm going to put in the fix. Restore God's name as it rightfully should have been in the beginning. In all the places, not just in three. So wherever you see capital L-O-R-D or capital G-O-D, there's a couple instances of that. That's a reference to the Father, Yehovah. Um, so I'm excited about that. I'm also going to put the words of God and God the Father and Jesus Christ the Son in red. You've heard about the words of Christ in red. What about the words of God in red in the Old Testament? I think that'd be cool. Um, I'm going to have a a dictionary based on the uh, probably the, the public domain version of the 1828 Daniel Webster dictionary. I'm trying to see if I, I make sure I've got rights to do that. I'll be using that and other resource material to put together a small King James language dictionary in the back of the book and we're going to go in and define some of the words as we're reading you know we just don't understand in, in modern English and without having to look it up because they're just not common um, put that in there and maybe some maps be kind of cool now why am I doing this well I'm doing it for myself number one and I'm not doing it to make any money no there will be no charge for it It'll be free. But um, now that I know the name, and I've known it for some years now, uh, it's high time that this is done. There have been some others that have put it in there with a J, but it's actually Y, Yehovah. And then there's some that have restored the name, but they modified the Bible 
Big no-no. Just don't want to do that. I want the King James with God's name fixed. Uh, so there are some who are not happy that I'm going to undertake this, but I ought to obey God rather than men. And, uh, you know, I was praying today. I said, God, I need to pick up a, uh, a domain for this project. And I kicked around a couple names. But you know, I want to get God's approval on it. I believe he gave me peace to choose the one that we did today, which is YehovahBible.com. Y-E-H-O-V-A-H Bible.com. Now that'll just be the domain for it, where I'm going to be posting some of my work. And uh, the finished the finished document will, of course, be available on Kindle. Be free. And uh, we'll probably also make available some hard copies. But um excited about that, and I was praying. And I opened the King James Bible, and I believe God gave this to me today over in Ezekiel 36. Let me pull that up for you. Ezekiel 36. Verse 23 through 28. Hang on a minute. I got the right... I'm sorry, I've got X's pulled up. Let's go to Ezekiel. Stand by. Okay. Ezekiel 36. 23 to 28. And I... God, God gave this to me today. And I will sanctify my great name, which was profaned among the heathen, which ye have profaned in the midst of them. And the heathen shall know that I am Yehovah, saith the Lord Yehovah, when I shall be sanctified in you before their eyes. Now if you read the King James, it says the heathen shall know that I am the capital L-O-R-D, saith lowercase l-o-r-d capital g-o-d now remember I said if you see capital l-o-r-d or capital g-o-d that's just a placeholder for God's name that the King James did not put in there in all but maybe three instances so that's got to be fixed and again look at this and I will sanctify my great name which was profaned among the heathen which ye have profaned in the midst of them. And the heathen shall know that I am Yehovah, that's the way it should read, saith the Lord Yehovah, when I shall be sanctified in you before their eyes. Now in this very program tonight, something popped out at me uh, that we were doing with uh, Dr. Deborah Vells. And I believe this was a second witness. Let everything be established in the mouth of two or three witnesses. And she gave a verse tonight. That's why I put it in the chat room if you all saw me. Because I said, boy, that's significant. Let me put that, let me uh, write that down. And that was Psalm 23, excuse me, Jeremiah 23, verse 27. Listen to this. 
Well, let me start with 26. How long shall this be in the heart of the prophets that prophesying lies? Yea, they are prophets of the deceit of their own heart, which think to cause my people to forget my name by their dreams, which they tell every man to his neighbor, as their fathers have forgotten my name for Baal. If I recall, you go back in history, there was a time where some of the people of God had strayed so far, they were praying to Baal and thought they were praying to God. Baal is not Yehovah, just like Allah is not Yehovah. One is the living God, that's Yehovah. The others are demons. Can you believe there's a time where people the fathers had forgotten the name of Yahovah and they were communicating, praying to the name of Baal. There's so much confusion right now in the church and there's even a Unitarian push by the Vatican. It's made a lot of Catholics angry, by the way. One of them just got fired in Texas. Yeah, it made the, made the news. Fired by the Pope because he was speaking out against the, the Pope's corruption and his compromise and, you know, basically winking at homosexuality and anything goes in the church. And you got the Pope who was one of the main facilitators for this Abrahamic house over there in, I believe it's Abu Dhabi or UAE, one of those places where they have a mosque next to a church next to some other uh, next to it was next to a excuse me a, a Hebrew temple and they've been putting together these um, events where they're bringing Judaism together with Christianity together with Islam you've heard the term Chrislam well that's not that's not that doesn't mix. Um, and there is no universal religion. Although there's going to be an Antichrist movement that's probably going to try to build it. I think that's some of the beginning of the design for the future one world religion. We've got people saying we all worship the same God. Allah is God. No, Allah is the proper name of the demon that Islam worships and calls their God but Allah is not the God of the Bible Allah has no son there's one God Yahovah the Father who has a son Jesus Christ who is also God God is a title by the way and then you've got the Holy Ghost the third part of the Godhead Three individuals, they all carry the title God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. And I could go into more, but not to belabor the point, because I'm, I'm going to go in a different direction in just a minute. But I mentioned before here in Indonesia, Christian churches have Bibles that have the name of God as Allah, the Muslim God. That's such confusion, folks. And most people don't even know the name of 
God. I didn't until a few years ago. And I wanted to. And many would say, well, it's Yahweh. Well, no, it's not. There is no Yahweh in any Hebrew manuscripts of the Bible. It's not there. It's not there. But Yehovah is thousands of times. And then, of course, you've got the manuscripts where the scribes purposely um, hid the name and they just refer to it as Adonai Hashem. So that's got to be fixed. And I'm going to do it. I don't care what anybody thinks or says, I'm going to do it. All that matters to me is what God thinks. We ought to obey God rather than men. So I'm going to do it. It'll be my legacy. Uh, if God permits me to live long enough to do it. Because I want to, I want to handle it, the word, carefully. And I don't want to change the Bible. I want to fix the name. And um, there we are. So um, that's a project that's underway. I've got the domain name, YehovahBible.com which would be my landing page. I've got the Cambridge Bible and Word document. And I've even reached out a few days ago to Cambridge University in England, or in London, wherever they're at over there. And I've asked them specifically um, for their blessing on the project. But whether or not they give it to me, as long as um, I'm outside of England, they don't have the authority. Their patents and copyright extends only to uh, the UK. And for that reason, you'll see King James produced by many other parties, some better than others. But it'd be great to have their blessing, and I've even encouraged Cambridge University Press to produce their own um, Kindle copy because it's currently not available, the Bible, in Kindle or PDF directly from the original printers. I said there'd be great interest in it. Others have put together their own copies, but there's not an official Cambridge University press copy is what I'm saying. Because I found many copies on uh, Amazon. You don't know if they're correct or not. I'm not trusting anybody. But to to make this thing uh, possible to do, I had to get a hold of a copy of the original Cambridge edition and the BibleProtector.com and society that are based over in Australia. They did it. They did it. I wrote them and uh, asked for permission. And they said, well, it's not copyrighted. And they encouraged me not to do it. But uh, they don't have the information. So I sent them the information, the evidence of why we know the name is Yehovah. And it's up to them now to do their own due diligence. But I'm past that point. We know what it is, and it's going to be restored. So that's in process. MegamanVault.com, as I mentioned, is in play. And also the uh, the New Bible, which is basically the King James with the, with the name of God, the Father, restored. What it will be called, that's, that's to be determined, but um, the official title, but there we are. Okay, and I thought that was just amazing. Got those two scriptures today. One God gave me directly, and the other a witness through Dr. Vells. And the whole point of this is we've got to fix this problem. People have forgotten the name of God the Father. 
Now, I remember years ago, maybe 30 years ago, I was uh, when I was living up in Northern Virginia, in Alexander, Virginia, I was going down the road and I would listen to one FM station. And sometimes they would, you know, play some um, some audio in in between, you know, their um, their daytime programming. And I don't know how to describe it, but it was a, a song. And I said, "What is this?" Sung by a Muslim. And he was like a rapper. And I wish I had a copy of it today. And he basically says in the lyrics of his song, you know, the Christians, they don't even know the name of their God. Scratch man, what does he mean by that? What do you mean we don't know the name of our God? Well, he was going for the assumed clothes that it was Allah. But no, that's a Muslim God who has no son. I agree with Islam. Allah has no son. Because Allah is not the God of the Bible, Yehovah, whose son is Jesus Christ. But what he said was still true. Most Christians do not know the name of their God. That's why we need to know the name of the God we serve. Some think it's just capital G-O-D. No, that's a title. Some think it's capital L-O-R-D. No, that's just a placeholder. The name was purposely removed by many of the scribes because for a variety of reasons, one being that Many of the Orthodox Jews thought that by caging the name, you wouldn't run afoul of, you know, do not take the, the name of Yahovah thy God in vain. I believe there was a demonic influence too that did not want us to know God's name. Also, the Catholic Church, for a long time, they promoted Yahweh, which is not even a possibility. And we knew there was a tetragrammaton, but it wasn't until the work of Nehemi Gordon and another group that they began to actually find uh, the Masoretic spellings and it's all been authenticated. Many rabbis have acknowledged now that they've been confronted with it because the truth because uh, there were a select group of rabbis throughout thousands of years, eons of time that kept the name from being lost forever although it wasn't in the printed versions of many of their texts, there was a special ritual every seven years where a particular priest would go through a uh, procedure to make sure the name wasn't lost and whispered in the ear of another priest while standing in water. It was kind of a really interesting ritual they went through. Nehemiah Gordon brings out more of that in his research. So maybe some uh, aren't ecstatic about the discovery of the name of God. I am, man, and, and I use every opportunity I can, especially when we're reading. But I'm I'm thrilled. This is you know this is uh, man. This I live for things like this. So I'm gonna be working on that. Um, okay, just a few updates. Boy, that was a long time talking about that. Uh, where are we gonna begin today? Well, we're going to go back over to our Bible reading in Joshua. I'm going to take one more break, and then I'm going to jump in for those who want to hang around. Thing about love about a Mega Man Radio is I don't have to worry about time constraints when I don't have a guess it is. Um, if you're doing radio, you might get 15 minutes. If you're doing TV, 30 minutes. Got a big budget, 
You could buy an hour. That's expensive. But internet radio, I, I just um, speak 24 hours straight if we want to. Praise God. we got freedom here on this network. I praise God for the freedom he's given us on this network. And I'll say this before we take a quick break. We're going to come back. Uh, we're going to pick up at Joshua 22. And that is, um, if you're not on board with us, supporting the program, pray about doing it. See what God tells you to do. If he tells you to do it, obey him. If he says don't support it, then obey him. Don't support it. I'd be real shocked if he said don't support it, though. Um, I haven't had anybody tell me that they prayed and God said don't support. But um, there are some that uh, are supporting it out there, and I want to say thank you to those of you that do because we've been able to get this far. And God richly bless you. If you're not, come on board. I believe God will bless you. Because there's good fruit coming out of this network, and uh, with your help, we can continue it. Um, we've had some times we almost ran out of gas. That was, you know, this past two weeks. But praise the Lord, we're taking it day by day, and uh, I'm living by faith. And let's see what see what happens. I believe God is going to touch some people out there, and we'll be able to have the fuel we need to keep this thing going, keep bills paid. Okay, I've got my place ready. Uh, before I take a break, let's just pick out a song here real quick. And um, we'll be back in just a moment. You know, and I'm getting on average 60 spam a day. I am just angry. Try to get off these spam lists, but uh, they just keep spamming me. Thank God I got a spam folder, though. But, I mean, this is ridiculous. It's a crime. And I um, have gotten on probably one list that sold me to another. Or it could be pretty much the same people sending the same emails. And, you know, it's just it's ridiculous. Anybody out there getting spammed? Just curious. When I go to unsubscribe, they all look the same. So that's why I say they're probably the same companies. Okay. But there we are. Okay. Yeah, I, just, I think it's just futile to even try to unsubscribe. I just, just have to keep clearing up my spam box. Thank God they're not getting in the main box for the most part. Okay. Joshua chapter 22. Let's pray. Father, Yehovah, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I thank you for this opportunity. Speak your word. You've commanded. We speak your word, and we're going to do it. We invite the Holy Ghost to come today to illuminate your scripture. Bless the hearer, God. Renew our mind through the reading of your word. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, amen. Write it on the tables of our hearts, Father God. Amen. In Jesus' name. Joshua chapter 22. Then Joshua called the Reubenites and the Gadites and the half tribe of Manasseh and said unto them ye have kept all that Moses the servant of Jehovah commanded you and have obeyed my voice and all that I commanded you you have not left your brethren these many days unto this day but have kept the charge of the commandment of Jehovah your God and now 
Yahovah, your God, hath given rest unto your brethren, as he promised them. Therefore now return ye, and get you unto your own tents, and unto the land of your possession, which Moses, the servant of Yehovah, gave you on the other side of Jordan. But take diligent heed to do the commandment and the law, which Moses, the servant of Yehovah, charged you, to love Yehovah your God, to walk in all his ways, and to keep his commandments, and to cleave unto him, and to serve him with all your heart, with all your soul. You think that's still in effect today? Of course it is. You and I would do well to love Yehovah, our God, to walk in all his ways, and to keep his commandments, and to cleave unto him, and to serve him with all our hearts and with all our soul. Would you agree? I want to do that. So Joshua blessed them, sent them away, and they went unto their tents. You know, um, I was thinking about tents here today. I'm praying God help me to build my own tent company like Paul did. I've had them before. Not making tents, but uh, modern versions of it. You know, herbal supplementation. I'm planning to do that in 2024 as God enables me to get a little startup capital to do it. And uh, I was thinking, Paul was making tents. He was making them because people weren't just out camping out like we do today, you know, as recreational campers. But that's the way people lived. A lot of people lived, that is. Now, I'm sure there were people that had their buildings. You know, we know that there were cities that had buildings, apartments, if you will. We read about the Rahab the harlot that lived on, you know, on the wall as you were coming into Jericho. Had her window overlooking the entrance to Jericho. That wasn't a tent. So clearly people lived in buildings, some of them that could afford it. And depending on how well advanced the architecture was in their city. But a lot of people lived in tents. Abraham lived in tents. Isaac and Jacob, did they live in tents too? Joseph, of course, when he was um, sold to those those traitors by his brother and ended up over there in Egypt, uh, he had an actual uh, house that, uh, as I understand, um, you know, uh, stood for a very long time. And there were people, modern archaeologists, that went over there, they believe they found it. Or they, they, they found uh, others that would be, you know, in the style of the one he would have had originally, is what I mean to say, and they found his tomb. Um, there's an interesting documentary on that. Of course, there were well-developed cities. I, I just want to be clear on that. But there are a lot of people that lived in tents. And here it's saying, so Joshua blessed them and sent them away, and they went unto their tents. Could you imagine living in a big tent? There's still some cultures that still do it. I think over in Mongolia, you know, many of them are nomadic people, those that still cleave to the old ways. 
And you'll always have people, of course, that uh, leave uh, their villages and then they go out to the city. When I lived in uh, Panama, I got a, a guidebook, I think it was Lonely Planet, and looking for some places to take some of my family that had come down to visit me at the time. Actually, my brother Cameron and my stepfather, ex-stepfather Mark. And um Ended up taking them over to San Blas, Kunayala Nation, the Kuna Indians. And they live in these thatch huts that look prehistoric. And they live on these little islands. And uh, you can get out there and you fly from Panama, the airport, little charter plane, down to this... Um, little city there on the ocean the coast and from there you get picked up by a power boat and taken to another place and and then they they take you over to these little islands and once you get on there uh, there's like a city of thatched huts and they have a village chief and in the middle of this particular island there were some more of the westernized people that had made their money uh, working in Panama City then came back to the village and they built a hotel. Very rustic. When I say hotel, um, it's got kind of a cement frame to it, but then the individual rooms are made out of like, you know, bamboo. And, uh, you know, um, thatch roofs. Really rustic. But it's an experience. So you actually have the experience to go in there and live for like, you know, the weekend, two days or so, whatever you want to stay, right there in the middle of um, a prehistoric village, if you will. And you see people rowing in between the islands in canoes. The ladies do most of that. They do most of the heavy labor. They, they farm typically. And they wear these very colorful garments. I think they're called... Molas, forget the name now. They have beads and they have a couple of guys that are more westernized, and many of them went away to like Panama City and other places to get work, and then they end up coming back home, and so they know what it's like in civilization. And they're usually the ones that are like your guides, and they'll put you on these uh, speedboats, and they take you out to one of the many islands that border where they live that are basically just Robinson Crusoe style little islands atolls whatever you want to call them. islands and they have sandy white beaches aquamarine water and they have nothing but coconuts typically and you can rent your own island um, for the day cost you a dollar per person that's all it costs and they have a little family that stays on the island. They rotate, you know, month on, month off with another family. And their job is basically just to guard the coconuts and um, service the tourists that came in. So we went over there and stayed. And what they did is they would take us out um, after breakfast to one of these islands, drop us off for six hours. They would come back around noon or so and bring some food, which was a little bit of fish with french fries. 
And they brought me one of these old tiny fillets. It was so good. I said, man, bring me double. Come on, I'll pay for it. I mean, the fish was so small. but And uh, you just sit out there, and they give you some hammocks, and they give you a snorkel that you can share with the others. And basically just sit out there under the coconut trees and get a sun bath, swim. But they have a reef out there. And um, my, my brother Cameron, for example, was really brave. He, he got the snorkel and he picked up this broomstick that was laying on the ground. I said, what are you doing that with that? He said, that's for sharks. In case I run into any of them. Now, if he had really thought there were sharks out there, I don't think he would have went, but he didn't know. And I said, uh, more power to you, man. And he jumped out there and he swam out maybe about 50 feet, 100 feet maybe it was. And uh, no, it was more than 50 feet. I mean, no, a couple hundred feet. He went out a little bit saw him going to the water and, and he came back and said what do you see he said man he said I saw fish and big manta ray well dude you're out there where sharks are if there's a reef look I didn't go out there <clears throat> one of the reasons I didn't go out there is I know what's out there I wasn't taking no chance and um, th- there was this grandma her daughter and then this granddaughter with a baby and they speak Spanish. So I got to talking to them. What are you doing here? Well, we guard the coconuts. And they had a cooler with drinks on ice so you could get a, a beer or a Coke. I don't drink, so I got a Coke. And uh, you buy your drinks there. And then, of course, they bring you the food in there, as I mentioned. and leave you there for about six hours. Come back later. Pick you up and take you back to the island. And you stay in the hotel that night and then repeat it again the next day if you want to do it. And I got to talking to this young girl. The granddaughter had a little baby. Donde estas tu esposo? Where's your husband? El morio. Que paso? Donde esta? Un tiburon. Comelo. I don't know if I'm, I get perfect Spanish. It's been so long. Basically, I said, where's your husband? Oh, he's dead. How did he die? Well, he was drunk and he was on a little boat offshore here and he fell over and the sharks ate him. Sharks ate him. Hell no, I'm not going out in the water. Are you kidding me? So I just sat out there and I kept my eyes peeled. Those sharks will come up there. Most of the attacks are in knee-deep water. I don't want to be just sitting there and all of a sudden Jaws comes up there and grabs me. Eats me like a chicken. Like chicken nugget from KFC. Chicken tender. We had a great time. How to get off on that? Well, you know, some people live, you know, live different than you and I do. And that's interesting. Joshua blessed them and sent them away, and they went unto their tents. How would you like to live in a tent? Be kind of interesting. I was in a tent one time as part of the Boy Scouts, um, and then like an explore club, if you will bunch of computer nerds basically and we went camping and uh, didn't know much about camping none of us apparently did because it rained and water got into the tent and uh, I woke up shivering and freezing and couldn't lay in my wet sleep bag anymore I had to go take a shower try to warm up Uh, I'll never do that again sleep on the bare ground get you one of those um you know, what do you call those? Those, uh, those portable 
sleepers, you know. So unfold it, then get up above the ground anyway. Make sure you put a tarp under the tent, I guess. Uh, keep the duke from coming in, too. But, yeah, tents. You can camp out here in Bali, actually. A lot of people do it. And there's some camping spots you can go to. We may do it. Take the kids camping at some point. I'm going to get a tent. Um, they went unto their tents. They had fulfilled their commitment. Joshua had said to some of them, I need you to go over and 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 be with some of your brethren as they're going into the land. Help, help them take the land. And when you're done, you can go back home. And they fulfilled the request of the Lord, the command of the Lord to do it. Now, to the one half of the tribe of Manasseh, Moses had given possession in Bashan. But unto the other half thereof gave Joshua among their brethren on this side Jordan westward. And when Joshua sent them away also unto their tents, then he blessed them. And he spake unto them, saying, Return with much riches unto your tents, and with very much cattle, with silver and with gold, and with brass and with iron, and with very much raiment. Divide the spoil of your enemies with your brethren. I think we should do that in today's world, and oftentimes we do. When countries go to fight, if they fight against a country that's got oil, they get the oil, don't they? America did something strange, though. We, we spent all that time and money and bloodshed, went to war against uh, Libya, Gaddafi, and I think uh, we ended up giving much of the oil to the French. Say, the hell with that. Don't give anything to the French. What are they giving to America? If we're going to go to war, we need to take the oil. What's the point? Spoil the enemies. And the children of Reuben and the children of Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh returned and departed from the children of Israel out of Shiloh, which is in the land of Canaan, to go into the country of Gilead, to the land of their possession, whereof they were possessed, according to the word of Yehovah by the hand of Moses. And when they came unto the borders of Jordan, that are in the land of Canaan, the children of Reuben and the children of Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh built there an altar by Jordan, a great altar to see to. And the children of Israel heard say, Behold, the children of Reuben and the children of Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh have built an altar over against the land of Canaan in the borders of Jordan at the passage of the children of Israel. And when the children of Israel heard of it, the whole congregation of the children of Israel gathered themselves at Shiloh to go up to war against them. And the children of Israel sent unto the children of Reuben and to the children of Gad and to the half-tribe of Manasseh into the land of Gilead, Phinehas the son of Eleazar the priest, and with him ten princes of each chief house of prince throughout all the tribes of Israel. And each one was ahead of the house of their fathers among the thousands of Israel. And they came unto the children of Reuben, to the children of Gad, and to the half-tribe of Manasseh, unto the land of Gilead, and they spake with him, saying, Thus saith the whole congregation of Yehovah, What trespass 
is this that ye have committed against the God of Israel to turn away this day from following Yahweh and that ye have built you an altar that ye might rebel this day against Yahovah? Is the iniquity of Peor too little for us, from which we are not cleansed until this day? Although there was a plague in the congregation of Yahovah. But that ye must turn away this day from following Yahovah? And it will be, seeing ye rebelled today against Yahovah, that tomorrow he will be wroth with the whole congregation of Israel. Notwithstanding, if the land of your possession be unclean, then pass ye over into the land of the possession of Yahovah, wherein Yahovah's tabernacle dwelleth, and take possession among us. But rebel not against Yahovah, nor rebel against us in building you an altar beside the altar of Yahovah our God. Did not Achan the son of Zerah commit a trespass? in the accursed thing and wrath fell on all the congregation of Israel and that man perished not alone in his iniquity then the children of Reuben and the children of Gad and the half tribe of Manasseh answered and said unto the heads of the thousands of Israel Yahovah God of gods Yahovah God of gods he knoweth, and Israel he shall know. If it be in rebellion, or if in transgression against Yahovah, save us not this day. That we have built us an altar to turn from following Yahovah, or if to offer thereupon burnt offering or meat offering, or if to offer peace offerings thereon, let Yahovah himself require it. And if we have not rather done it for fear of this thing, saying, In time to come your children might speak unto our children, saying, What have ye to do with Yahovah God of Israel? For Yahovah hath made Jordan a border between us and you. Ye children of Reuben and children of Gad, ye have no part in Yahovah. So shall your children make our children cease from fearing Yahovah. Therefore we said, Let us now prepare to build us an altar. Not for burnt offering, not for sacrifice, but that it may be a witness between us and you, and our generations after us, that we might do the service of Yahovah before him with our burnt offerings, and with our sacrifices, and with our peace offerings, that your children may not say to our children in time to come, Ye have no part in Yahovah. Therefore said we that it shall be, when they should say to us or to our generations in time to come, that we may say again, Behold, the pattern of the altar of Yahovah, which our fathers made, not for burnt offerings, not for sacrifices, but it is a witness between us and you. God forbid that we should rebel against Yahovah, or turn this day from following Yahovah, to build an altar for burnt offerings, for meat offerings, or for sacrifices beside the altar of Yahovah our God that is before his tabernacle. And when Phinehas the priest and the princes of the congregation, the heads of the thousands of Israel, which were with him, heard the words, 
that the children of Reuben and the children of Gad and the children of Manasseh spake, it pleased them. And Phinehas the son of Eleazar the priest said unto the children of Reuben, to the children of Gad and to the children of Manasseh, This day we perceive that Yahovah is among us, because ye have not committed this trespass against Yahovah. Now ye have delivered the children of Israel out of the hand of Yahovah. And Phinehas the son of Eleazar the priest and the princes returned from the children of Reuben and from the children of Gad out of the land of Gilead unto the land of Canaan to the children of Israel and brought them word again. And the thing pleased the children of Israel and the children of Israel blessed God and did not intend to go up against them in battle to destroy the land wherein the children of Reuben and Gad dwelt. And the children of Reuben and the children of Gad called the altar Ed. Or is it pronounced Ed? For it shall be a witness between us that Yahovah is God. Yes, he is. Chapter 23, And it came to pass, a long time after that, Yahovah had given rest unto Israel from all their enemies round about, that Joshua waxed old and stricken in age. And Joshua called for all Israel, and for their elders, for their heads, and for their judges, for their officers, and said unto them, I am old and stricken in age. And ye have seen all that Yahovah your God hath done unto all these nations because of you. For Yahovah your God is he that hath fought for you. Behold, I have divided unto you by lot these nations that remain to be an inheritance for your tribes from Jordan with all the nations that I have cut off even unto the great sea westward. And Yahovah your God he shall expel them from before you and drive them from out of your sight that ye shall possess their land as Yahovah your God hath promised unto you. And you know God has promised Gaza to Israel today. Lebanon too. It's the way I read the word. And much other property belongs to the Jewish people in Israel. Does it belong to Palestinians? Does it belong to the Philistine or the Arab nations? Belongs to who it is that God gave it in his word. Let his word forever be settled in heaven and it's Israel. It's not the church. We're spiritual Israel. But he gave it to Israel. The tribes we're reading about. Be ye therefore very courageous to keep and to do all that is written in the book of the law of Moses. That ye turn not aside therefrom to the right hand or to the left. Don't take any detour. Stay on the straight, narrow path. In other words, verse 7, that ye come not among these nations, these that remain among you, neither make mention of the name of their gods, nor cause to swear by them, nor neither serve them, nor bow yourselves unto them. You know, I live on an island of many gods. 
many temples, altars, and shrines to them. And there are places on this island that I cannot get on unless I'm willing to take my shoes off or put on a sarong, which is this Balinese-style ceremonial dress with a sash, if you will. Or you've got to put on a hat. And you got to bow when you go in there and you've got, you know, there'll be people that try to anoint you. I'm not bowing to other gods. And I've told some friends that are here, I said, you don't want to do it either. One of them did. I said, you need to repent. It's idolatry. Right here it says, nor bow yourselves unto them. And he did repent. But I hope he didn't continue. Make the mistake again. It says, but cleave unto Yehovah your God. Who is your God? Yehovah. If you believe the Bible. As ye have done unto this day. For Yehovah hath driven out from among from before you great nations and strong. But as for you, no man hath been able to stand before you unto this day. One man of you shall chase a thousand. For Yehovah your God, he it is that fighteth for you as he hath promised you. Take good heed therefore unto yourselves that ye love Yehovah your God. How do we demonstrate our love for, for God and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? We obey their commandments. Else, if ye do in any wise go back, backslide, and cleave unto the remnant of these nations, even these that remain among you, that shall make marriages with them, and go in unto them, and they to you. Knock the boots. Know for a certainty that Yahovah your God will no more drive out any of these nations from before you, but they shall be snares and traps unto you, and scourges in your sides, oh wow, and thorns in your eyes until ye perish from off this good land which Yahovah your God hath given you. You know, there's a spiritual application of that. Just like, I just saw this for the first time over there in Numbers 33, 50 through 57. You can read it. It was pointed out to me a number of years ago. My brother came on this program. I like to find him. His name was Peter. Peter Coolen. If anybody knows how to get a hold of Peter, if you happen to be tuning in, Peter, I hope you're alive and well, and like to get you back on. Listen to this spiritual application. The land is your life as well. Your body, your mind, your soul. Know for certainty that Yahovah your God will no more drive out any of these nations from before you. In other words, we can be delivered, we can be set free, but if you want to backslide, you want to go out there and I and get involved sexually or otherwise with people who are not living for God. Maybe they're worshiping other gods. We know people that are married Muslims from love. And they're supposedly supposed to be Christians. 
I couldn't begin to tell you how many times I've seen that over here. People marrying someone of another religion, and then they converted, and then they divorced and converted to another one. It was just crazy. But being unequally yoked, you're dating an unbeliever. I don't believe in dating anyway, not at least for a long time, and it's probably going to lead to knocking the boots. That's not of God, fornication. God does not wink at that. If you don't, it's sin. If you don't repent, you'll bust hell wide open. Fornicator is not inherit the kingdom of God. If we die in that sin. I fornicated. I don't do it anymore. I repented. I renounced it. Confessed that sin. I had to break some soul ties. Cast some demons out. You can get demons sexually. But if you go into other gods, you want to backslide. You want to go lukewarm on the Lord. He says, he will no more drive out any of these nations from before you. Think demons when he says that. And what will these demons become? And what happens in the natural? When nations like Israel, who has at times not followed God, well, these other nations will be snares and traps unto you. Scourges in your side. Paul had a thorn in the flesh. A messenger of Satan sent to buffet him. How about a thorn in your eye? a demon till you perish from off this good land which Jehovah your God hath given you till you die go out in a body bag you run a risk of that happening many people who fall away don't come back most don't if you think you can have one foot in the world and one foot serving God don't work you'll be compromised and it's a slippery slope right in the back sliding into hell being turned over to be a reprobate. I believe there's that spiritual application here. And behold, this day I'm going the way of all the earth, and you know in all your hearts, Joshua says, and all your souls that not one thing hath failed of all the good things which Jehovah your God spake concerning you. All are come to pass unto you, and not one thing, he says, Not one thing hath failed thereof. Therefore it shall come to pass that as all good things are come upon you, which Yahovah your God hath promised you, so shall Yahovah bring upon you all evil things, till he have destroyed you from off this good land which Yahovah your God hath given you. That's a warning, folks. But take heed. We had all better take heed. Do not backslide on the Lord. Do not run lukewarm. Do not compromise. If you do repent, get back quick. When you have transgressed the covenant of Yahweh your God, which he commanded you, and have gone and served other gods and bowed yourself to them, how could you do it today? Contact with the occult getting off into some of these New Age religions. Even reading the New Age Bible. Dangerous. You have no idea, most of you, the level of corruption in most of the new new versions out there. Not only do just about every one of them use the corrupted Horton Westcott Greek critical text. These guys were occultists. 
Nestle, uh, uh, I think it's called almond. Nestle something. One of the guys that backed that was corrupt, compromised. You can get into some real doctrinal heresy. Messing with these new age uninspired versions. So I stick with the King James. It's not compromised. I don't have to worry about it changing on me. Being watered down. Being made politically correct. Being weakened by politically correct Bible scholars, as they call themselves. Many of which don't even believe in the deity of Christ. Or believe in hell. Some guy out there named Carlton Pearson. He's fallen so far that he doesn't even believe hell's real. That God would send anybody there. And he says everybody's going to heaven. And I think he's a homosexual now because I saw an earring in his ear. Man has no business wearing an earring. Shameful. How'd that guy fall so far? How did many fall so far? Departing from the truth. Not heeding these promises. These commands. When you have transgressed the covenant of Yahweh your God which he commanded you and have gone and served other gods and bowed yourselves to them and when you're out there and you're you're dating and fornicating and using weed and alcohol entertaining evil spirits next thing you know you can find yourself destroyed by the demons come under a curse so shall the Lord bring upon you all evil things until he has destroyed you from off this good land which Yahweh your God hath given you when you have transgressed the covenant of Yahweh your God which commanded you and have gone and served other gods and bowed yourselves to them then shall the anger of Yahovah be kindled against you and ye shall perish quickly from off the good land which he hath given unto you. There are people that were walking with God and then they perished because they began to compromise and they went lukewarm. Maybe they were taken down through illicit sex or being unequally yoked with an unbeliever. Took them down. And you're more apt to go down if you don't do deliverance in your church. If you don't get deliverance. Because what's going to what's going to eject the demons that have gotten in if there's no deliverance? You open the door, those demons get in, they stay in till they take you out in a body bag. As we've seen many, I could begin naming names, but I'm not. They perished. Hopefully they repented before they died. Some I'm not certain about. It's a real danger. Never forget I was in a relationship that was on the rocks. person I was married to was trying to take my son to Mexico 
so that I'd never see him again. Sue me for divorce. And, you know, I love this person, but... It was like a relationship with a coral snake. Look good, but they bite you as deadly. And I was in a Samson and Delilah situation. If I'd stayed in it, and I tried for a while, I'd ultimately had my eyes poked out and been a slave, pushing the millstone around. My grandfather had a dream and, and warned me. And I got out on the last day from Mexico. If I'd stayed another day, I would have succumbed to that uh, fate. In all likelihood, something bad would have happened to me. And that's not scope of this program here tonight, but when I was going through this two-year court battle and I was unhappy and pining um, I was trying to hear from the Lord and the Lord spoke to me prayed said God I need a word and God gave me a word and then he gave me gave me three words actually that day he said pull up the uh, scripture as I'm closing preparing to close God gave me Proverbs six, twenty-five. Lust not after her beauty in thine heart, neither let her take thee with her eyelids. For by means of a whorish woman, a man is brought to a piece of bread. And that's what she had fallen into at that time. And the adulteress, that's what she was, will hunt for the precious life. Can a man take fire in his bosom and his clothes not be burned? Can one go upon hot coals and his feet not be burned? Well, that described my situation. God was warning me. You don't want that again. Well, it didn't end there. I said, God, are you talking to me? Because I believe you are. And this happened with the King James Bible. It's never happened with any other version. I don't read any other version. said, God, I need a word. I prayed, opened up the King James Bible, it fell open. Happened like this for Al Cup, and it may have happened for you too. God spoke to me. He said, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. This ties into what we're talking about over there in Joshua. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? That's how you can run afoul of the warnings that Joshua has given to the people of Israel there. And what communion hath light with darkness? You can get unequally yoked, folks, and get yourself into some trouble. Like I was in trouble. God speak to me. You know, he's telling me, you don't want to go back into that. Well, if that wasn't enough, God gave me a parallel verse to the one he just gave me. Again, be not unequally yoked. Be ye not unequally yoked. Talk to him about all of us. Ye is means all. Not unequal yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness? I said, God, are you speaking to me? 
And he answered me with this final verse. I closed the Bible, asked the question, God, are you speaking to me? Opened it up, fell open to Galatians. When I say open, I just closed it. Opened it, fell open. Looked down, there it was. Galatians 5. Stand fast. Therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. I was under a yoke of bondage. God was helping me to break it, break free. Be a great title for a book. Break free from the yoke of bondage. And soul ties. Yep, that that's it. That's my next that's a that's a book on the list. I put soul ties down as a topic, but that I just fleshed it out right there. That actually happened to me. It happened to me in 2002, 21 years ago. Terrible, terrible time in my life. Go through. I brought it out of myself, but I had turned my life over to God, trying to rebuild. Go through a terrible court battle. Ended up losing my son at that time. He ended up going back to Mexico. Didn't see him for many years. I paid a high price for a lot of low living. Paid a very big price. But in all of it, God was merciful and He was trying to help me. He was warning me, You don't want to go back. Stand, and I'm, He's saying that maybe to some of you tonight who could be in a similar situation in a relationship. Stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made you free and be not entangled again in that yoke of bondage. This was the warning to Joshua. Because they did and they go and serve other gods and they bow themselves to them and they hook up with the unsaved and shall the anger of Yahovah be kindled against you and ye shall perish quickly from off the good land which he hath given unto you. God had much better in store for me. But I had to get past that. I had to break free. By obeying him. Heeding his instructions. The blessing or the curse. You have to choose. Encourage everybody to get that book by the title, The Blessing of the Curse by Derek Prince. I'm going to stop right there. Let me mark my place. We uh, we read J- Joshua twenty two twenty three. Father Yehovah, in the mighty name of Jesus, thank you that we have your name that we can call upon in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for your word. Help us to read your word. Write it on the tables of our hearts that we may not sin against thee. Strengthen us all, God, so we can be overcomers and endure to the end. Receive our reward. Eternal life. Forgive us of our sins, known, unknown, 
back to the very first thought, word, deed, gesture, and action. Where we've missed it, God, forgive us. Forgive us for being hard-headed, stubborn, rebellious at times. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. We renounce it. Right now, renounce witchcraft. Forgive us, God, for not walking by faith, but walking by sight. Not always obeying you. From listening to the evil report and operating in doubt and unbelief. Forgive us, Lord Jesus. Deliver us and help us, God, to get on the right path. Help us so we can make it. Bless everybody tuned in tonight. Surround us with your warrior angels. We cover us all tonight in the blood of Jesus. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Folks, love and appreciate you. Thank you for those that were tuning in today, live or will listen later. We shall be back tomorrow, God willing. 10 a.m. with Michael Cummins. We're going to have Frank Marzullo, Tommy Hollihan, and then in the evening program, Jesse Jernigan. Bill Sneblin coming up on Friday. Hope to have the Demon Hotline back Friday and, and more. Lou Young, Thursday night for the Demon Hotline. That's actually three nights this week, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. We'll be on at 8 o'clock Eastern, so there we are. Uh, if you haven't been to my website recently, go check it out. I've got some recent updates up there over the past couple days. Go to OmegaManRadio.com. If you want to support the program, you can do it once you get there, if you'd like to. And again, uh, coming very soon, for anybody who does support this program, whatever level you can come in, 5 bucks a month or more, uh, if you become a supporter of the program, or if you already are, then you already got this perk, very soon you'll have it. Um, access to the uh, the Omega Man Vault. I've got the website. I've got the server. We're configuring it now, and we're going to begin to upload this week the whole back catalog. 10,000, almost 600 shows. Okay. Love you all, folks. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you again to those supporting the program. Couldn't do it without you. God bless everyone who has supported this program. Bless everybody that came out tonight, God. Pour out your goodness, mercy, and grace on us all. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, friends. We'll see you next time.